Thank you for tuning in to the Highest Praise Church podcast. For more information about Highest Praise Church, please visit highestpraisechurch.com. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Sherwood Lancaster. I want you to grab your Bibles. Let's go to Second uh, Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians, uh, chapter number two, verse one. We're going to jump right into the Word. I just, um, you know, sometimes you just get a mandate from God, and He just, you know. Got to pastor a little bit. I want to talk to you a little bit today. I mean, you know, we got a lot to talk about. Maybe sometimes we need a, you know, sometimes just, just a preaching atmosphere, sometimes just a teaching atmosphere, you know, and then sometimes just, you know, as a pastor, you just want to come in, just want to, just want to, just want to tell everybody to sit back and let's just, um, let's just talk for a minute. Wish we had our moon pies and, and Pepsis this week. That'd be good. Everybody just take a body of moon pie. We'll just talk. That was last week. I don't know. I guess we can have moon pies every week. It doesn't say nor not like in First Joseph or something like that, you know, in the Bible. Second um, Thessalonians chapter two and verse one. I actually a couple of weeks ago, God just moved upon just just the word apostasy just came up in my spirit, and so I was just trying to find a place to put it. It's going to wait the next next week, which again in the month, but. Anyway, Fortune July had something else for that. So I'm just going to jump in with this. Um, and I, I want to talk about where we are. Obviously, um, things, are, things are different. Amen? Um, to, to, the, to the good side. I mean, obviously, Roe v. Wade was, was, was overturned. And so God is doing something. Yeah. And so we thank God for that. Uh, right in the middle of Pride Month. So, you know, right... <laughs> Right in the middle of their little false party, you know, that the world is having. You know, God just kind of puts his, puts his finger. You know, in the Old Testament, whenever God does something, especially when Moses, every time Moses came back to Pharaoh and, you know, he, he performed those, those amazing signs, the, 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 the false prophets or Pharaoh's prophets um, then would, would say that it's the finger of God. So whenever God does a miracle, it's the finger of God. I think it's, we, need, we need to listen for the, and watch for the finger of God. What we saw this week was the finger of God. <laughs> and, 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 you know, one thing about the finger of God, and i got to get off of this fast. I already went over the last service. But one thing about the finger of God is that the world receives it before the church does most of the time. It was, it was Pharaoh's prophets that realized, hey, we can't do that. There's some things we can do, but we can't do that. And they can distinguish between what their little G.O.D., their false gods could do and what God could do. And I think, it, you know, obviously we need to be really, um, we need to be sensitive to what the Spirit is doing right now. This is a very sensitive time. When I mean by sensitive, I mean sensitive sensitivity and what, what, you, what you're hearing and making sure you clarity. Maybe that's a better word. It's clarity. Um, if the church isn't careful, then uh, the, the world is, don't, don't, don't even know how to define it, define it, but it's the finger of God moving. You know, Friday was the finger of God. And, and, and God, I believe, is, is, is really pointing his finger right now at a lot of stuff. And we get ready to see some things happen. Uh, apostasy is, is one thing that I want, uh, is, it, in my spirit, I wanted to, to bring up, I want to talk about a little bit. The reason, the, the reason, the reason why, and I know apostasy uh, really has to deal more with the church, um, but even by, by definition, 
by definition, that's what apostasy is. I'm going to give you some definitions for that. Apostasy in the Greek, it's translated as depart, to depart. Uh, so you got to have something to, or you got to be somewhere before you can leave somewhere. And so it, it means to depart. Uh, another, uh, just break, breaking down in biblical dictionaries, is defined as falling away, defection, withdrawal, turning from what one has um, uh, or used to have and, and turn, turn away from it. The, the biggest thing that, you know, I always say is you know, never any reason for us to be amazed whenever sinners sin, because that's what sinners do. Uh, let me back up. Let, people that are, uh, that are not under, they're not saved, okay? People are not living for Christ, okay? That's, that's, just, that's just what they do. Apostasy deals more with the church, uh, when the church is not living under the New Testament laws, they care more about man's laws, care more about their self, care more about what other people think than they do what God thinks. And that's where we are right now. There's, there's definitely a, 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 you know, a, a time has ever been that's right now to choose which size you're on. And uh, you better pick a side right now. And, you know, you, the devil owns the fence, so you can't you can't sit on the fence. You got to pick a sign, and so that's where we are right now, and that's that's awesome. So I want to talk about a little bit of posse a little bit, and then we're in on a good note. Um, second uh, Second Thessalonians two. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to Him, Thessalonians Paul's Paul's um, writings here to this church. Is that there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot having to do with Jesus coming back. Obviously, in their lifetime, Jesus left, and they're expecting to come right back. And so there's a lot of letters um, being written, even when Paul's not there, making sure I understand. But, but there's, there's, there's two events here. There's the come out of Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together. And our gathering together. Two different events. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. One thing I read I was using a lot while ago, um, normal isn't coming back. Every, everything changed last week. Everything changed Friday. Everything changed. And we can't, we, we, we can't just come to church like nothing has happened. I've lived my, most of my adult life under, under this law that was placed in the early 70s. And now it's, and now just, now you just, whatever you're doing and just, it, it just, just that fast it, it's over. Somebody would have, if someone would have told us 20 years ago it was going to happen, you know, what kind of day would you envision? I would envision a day where we have church all day long. Huh? I mean, come on, right? Um, you know, but, but, you know, we're like, what, what used to fire us up don't fire us up anymore. What used to run us to church don't run us to church anymore. What used to make us fast and pray don't make us fast and pray anymore. And it's just, okay, well, good. Yeah, all right, all right we, we'll take that. And, and the church is drawing numb a little bit to the things of God. Now, I, you, there's one thing about expectancy, but boy, the, 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 the hairs on the, on, on the, the heads of, of demonic spirits are just standing up. And people are, are, are getting, going completely bloodthirsty mad. And so anyway, that's kind of where I'm going, going for a little bit here. So verse 2, he says, 
do not be soon shaken in mind or in trouble, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as it is from us, as though the day of Christ had come. They were thinking because things were so crazy that maybe Christ already come, but obviously he hasn't. And he begins to tell, uh, here's some things that you can that you can, that it's got to happen before Jesus comes back. I mean, you know, some things got to happen before Jesus comes back. Obviously, one of them is the gathering together. We see in verse 1, which is called the rapture. The rapture has to come, you know, before Jesus comes back with his saints, he's got to come back for his saints. So, obviously, we got that. So, I ain't teaching a rapture right now. But verse 3, let no one deceive you by any means. For that day will not come unless the, if you got a new King James, it says the fallen away. And I just told you that's one of the definitions of apostasy is falling away. It's falling away. Now, apostasy is, there's, there's theological apostasy. There's, there's moral apostasy. Um, there's, also, there's also a spirit of apostasy. And, and, I, and, I, and I say apostasy because apostasy generally has to do with a Christian falling away from the faith or falling away from the church or falling away, you know, from, from the aspect of it. But also, I personally believe that there's a spirit of apostasy that, that even people um, even harden their hearts even more to the things of God. I believe it just overflows on to, and I hate even saying this because somebody's going to theologically try to, try to fight with me, and that's not going to be good. But it has to do with the fact that, that the world gets farther and farther away from God. And they harden their hearts to the things of God even more. There's, the, the, the Bible says that, that the love, in, in Matthew 24, that the love of many will grow cold. The whole thing about women and people, men standing in the streets and just lamenting and just travailing over the, the, the decision that came down is, is the hearts has grown cold to life, has completely grown cold. Guys, that's a spirit. That's a spirit. Your flesh can open the door to that. But it's a spirit that comes in there and does that. And that draws your father and father away from the things of God. And so you see, it's all talking about that spirit. It's, it's theologically different. It's doctrinal different. But it, at the same time, it's, it's the same thing. It's a spirit that draws it away. And the Bible says that the day of Jesus coming back, and Jesus will not come back until the Antichrist shows up. Okay? Obviously, you know, he's going to show up, this, this, this man of sin. I mean, whether his name is George or Ralph or, you know, or... Hakeem or Doolittle or whatever, Shakespeare, I don't know. I don't know where he's from. I don't care because I'm not going to be here when he shows up. But he cannot show up. He cannot show up until, first of all, there's a great falling away, and, 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 and which, which is happening. The, the sad part about it is it happens, happens in the church. So he's not talking about the world. The world's going to get worse and worse. But even the church is, is kind of playing games with the world. They can't decide, that, you know, do we want to be a part of the world? Do we want to be a part of the kingdom of God? And that's happening even right now. Even pastors of so-called pastors of so-called churches was, was infuriated, saying it was, a, it was an attack against women reproductive rights. That's not a pastor. That's a politician saying that in a pulpit. That's the great falling away. That's the spirit of apostasy. Um, in, in agreeing with all these kind of stuff. So we have to make sure, we have to make sure that, the, let, me, let me go ahead and just say this. I'm going to do it totally different in the first service. We have to really make sure, to make sure, the number one way, I'm going to tell you number one, I want you to really focus on, the number one way to, to hedge yourself, to gird yourself against apostasy is understanding truth. If you fall in love with the word of God, 
and the Holy Spirit, who, who, who obviously is the one who brings truth to the word of God, then you will not have to worry about falling away from, falling away from, from, from this faith. You hold on to this word. You hold on for what it's truth with. And you take it for at its word. Even when you lose some friends, even though your family don't speak to you, even though when you, you're not the most popular, you lose some votes, you lose some likes, you lose all this kind of, you, you, some followers, all that stuff, you still hang on to the truth. In every place in the church for over 2,000 years, the church has been going through seasons of apostasy. Not just now, always has been. This isn't something new, it's something that's always happened. Even Israel, as a nation, fell away from God. They went in captivity, came back in all kinds of different things. Kings that was that was uh, ungodly, and then got a godly king. All kinds of things that happened. But in every, in every instinct, in every situation, they did it because they began to make up their own rules and their own laws. There's a way the Bible says it seems right unto man, but the end thereof is destruction. You better watch out when things become right for you, become self-centered and become selfish. And then you begin to realize, no way, but what does God say about this? Okay. And so anyway, this is where we're at with this. Let me read a scripture and give you a couple of things. Um, so the Bible says, let no one deceive you by any means for that day will not come unless the fallen away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshiped so that he sits. This is the actuality of the Antichrist showing up um, midway through the tribulation period and he sits himself as calls himself God in the temple of God showing that he is God. Verse 6, and now you know what is restraining what is restraining? That he may be revealed in his own time. Now the Bible, now the Bible verse 6 there talks about what. What is restraining? What is restraining? There's something that is restraining the Antichrist from showing up. Literally showing up. Do, do I personally think that there's, this, this real man is going to show up, this charismatic political slash spiritual slash religious figure is on the earth today? Of course I do. There's no doubt in my mind he is. Who is he? I don't know. He's, he's more worried about me than I am him. He's more worried about you than you are him. Because who's in you is what's holding him back. There's different operations of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit has different operations. Same Holy Spirit. He convicts you. He indwells in you. He sanctifies you. He, he empowers you. There, there's so many different things that Holy Spirit does. Another way we see here that we have, and I can go on and on, another thing he does is he restrains. We have, and it's housed only in a Christian. You are a Christian not because you sit in a chair in church. You are a Christian because you've asked Holy Spirit to come into your life and, and, and dwell in you. And he lives in you right now. Jesus says, it's expedient for me to go away. For if I do not go away, he will not come. But if he comes, he not only, even though as I was with you, he shall be in you. Holy Spirit is in you. That's what makes you a Christian. The, the ever-living, breathing life of, of God is only inside of you right now in the form of Holy Spirit. He's ever at the same time. Coming in, once he comes into a, to a, to a Christian there is the restraining power. Restraining power. Restraining for what? Restraining the enemy where he does not have limitless power over you. He can't just do whatever he wants to do, whenever he wants to do it, however he wants to do it. You have the power to open your mouth and rebuke the enemy, James 4 says. And you got to understand the word rebuke. The word rebuke means stop it. That's all it means. 
We love to make it. We love to write books. We love to thank God for them and, and make Hebrew and Greek. All it means is stop. Stop. Rebuke me. Stop. I rebuke you. It means stop. And it's, I, I was, I, I was in uh, where Regina's at. We, she, she came on with us the other day a couple of weeks ago. We were down in the uh, Army base down in, in, in Georgia. Um, Parker, my brother, my son-in-law was getting, um, was getting commissioned. He, he's, he's a captain. He was taking a command post. And it was a pretty big deal. We went down there for the ceremony. And we're in there. So, you know, a lot of high-ranking, you know, officers in there and all. But I guess, like, a real, I, I, I mean, there's a lot of captains in there, you know. Just, you know, you know, important people stuff. <laughs> and I was there talking to Parker's father, who was there. Me and him, neither. We never, one of us has been on any kind, served any kind of armed forces. So we're kind of sitting there. And there was this guy about from here to me to Steve. We're just sitting there talking. And evidently, like, the, uh, the, the colonel comes in. Well, I didn't know. We're just talking. Everybody just had these, whatever. And this joker screamed out, Platoon! Dan's hut! I could scream it, but it would like, and it was so loud. I felt like my whole toes just began to shake. <laughs> you ever been so scared it took your breath? <laughs> and me and Greg, wait, what? Because he was like from here. Guys, it was the loudest, most authoritative, sound I don't own an army suit I'm talking about and I heard a voice coming he says stand down the heck was that I'm like who was this guy what's your point it might not sound but as a Christian When you tell the enemy to get his hand off your marriage, when you tell the enemy to get your hand off your children, when you tell the enemy to get his hand off your church, off your pastor, off your, off your finances, off your life, off your home, that's what he hears. He has to obey your command. If he doesn't obey your command, he won't do what you command him to do. And the most of the time, we don't understand that the enemy... Obey, obey has to obey our command. We have that authority through Christ Jesus. That kind of restraining power is at work in every born again child of God. And so whatever the enemy wants to do, he cannot do because we're here. That's why the rapture of the church takes place. Every born again child of God is going a moment in the twinkling of an eye. With it, doesn't go to whole, does not go Holy Spirit. He's not removed. He's taken out of the way. I can be in the same room and out of the way but not be removed. Because even during the tribulation period, not you, but even in the tribulation period, the Bible says, whosoever called upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. No man can be saved apart from the Holy Spirit. So he's still here. So what restraint is going to be taken out of the way? That restraining power is only in the sound of you. I really, want to, I really want to use it from a, stamp, a universal standpoint of the church and how much power we have as the ever-living, just ever-living presence of God which is resting on us that we are the light and we are to solve the world. And even though the world is going crazy and the world is evil and getting eviler, it is not limitless in what it can do as long as we're here. 
That's what makes tribulation even so bad. All kinds of stuff, all kinds of, all kinds of bowls, all kinds of trumpets, all kinds of seals are going to be removed, and a lot of judgment of God is going to take is going to take place. The number one problem with the seven year tribulation on this earth is the fact that restraining power of the Holy Spirit, which rests within the church, will not be here, and the enemy will be limitless in what he can do. Y'all with me? And that is why the enemy is fighting the church with everything he has. Because we're the one that restrains him. But guess what? Our power don't come from him. And he can't take that power away. Our power comes from God. And so anyway, that's what he's talking about here. And I got to hurry up again. So here we, here we go. So, so let no one deceive you. That day will not come. A falling away comes first. So he's trying to snatch it away in verse 6. And I want you to know that what is, rest- what, what is restraining that he may be revealed on his own time for the mystery that's hidden truth for the hidden truth of lawlessness is already at work. How many know, even though the antichrist cannot be revealed, but his spirit is already at work. People standing in the streets and crying out. So here, here's stuff. Gallup research shows that 81% of adults right now, just two weeks ago, don't believe in, uh, believe in God. Only 81% of Americans believe in God. You say, well, that might be more than I thought. I don't know. But that's down six points from 2017. It's down 17% from the late 1960s. In the 1960s, the same poll said 98% of the people that believe in God were, were, were training in the wrong direction. Trending in the wrong direction. We're fighting over sex change surgeries. I mean, we're living in an hour right now, church. We're still here on this planet. And we've got people suing so that a mama can turn a boy into a girl. And it's already been going on long enough that now it's in the courts. And a lot of Supreme State courts, they're trying to figure out, can we sue a doctor who performed that surgery? And now my daughter who had a surgery trying to make it into a girl now wants to, wants to, wants to sue the doctor who did it. That's a me- even, even amongst sinners, they're messed up. Because it's a spirit. It's a spirit. That's what, we're, that's what we're dealing right now. Gender neutral pronouns wants to be used right now. Woke terms. Everybody know about the woke theology. We want to use they and them. This is the same messed up group that wants to fight for women's equality, equality for this and equality for that, yet they want to do away with the term woman. I mean, what kind of, you want to follow some stuff like that? You rather go listen to some dumb, 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 ever trying to say, speak that kind of dialogue instead of coming here and listening to me speaking truth out of the word of God? Are you serious right now? See, that's what the enemy does. He sends a delusion that you receive, that you believe and receive a lie. It's easy to believe a lie because it is a lie. Hmm. Can't call them women anymore if they're having a baby. Call them birthing people. I'm just reading for the rote theology. Birthing people. This is the same people who scream and, you know, reproductive rights for women. I mean, for birthing people. I'm not making this stuff up. It took me like 10 minutes on the internet to pull this stuff up. No, it don't, I mean, 25 years ago, it took me a week and a half to get this kind of information. I got it all in four minutes. Drag your kid to pride. Pride month. The biggest thing this year in June, pride month, and what you're seeing all over the place now, is infiltrating our children. 
kindergarten through third grade. They want to go ahead and start Start teaching them sexual identification. Are you a boy? Are you a girl? Maybe you're them. Maybe you're they. We can allow this stuff. But what's behind this stuff? It's called a spirit. I said it's a spirit. Okay. See, here's the whole, here, here's the whole thing. And I, I mentioned it a while ago because, and I was telling some of my staff this week. I mean, several years ago, we were a part of a campaign in North Carolina that, that was about making marriage between or defining, defining marriage between one man and one woman. Y'all remember? They said, well, if you get it, California did it and it was overturned anyway. That's fine. We're supposed to do our part. And even, and, and with, with, with people with this kind of liberal mentality, because liberalism is not a political party it's a mindset liberalism says you can you're free to do whatever you want to do as long as what you're doing is what we tell you to you can write that down and tweet it scat it spit it whatever i don't know what all you do with it This is the same time. I'm going to give you an example. If I stood up here today and said, and, I, and, and they would allow me to, to speak one of their caucuses or whatever it is, the group, I would say, okay, as a pastor, what if we did this? What if we say marriage is not only between one man and one woman, we also make it between one man, one woman, and one woman, and one woman? No. Okay. Oh, I, I add another one to it then. What if it's between one man, one woman, one woman, one, which I wouldn't do this, one, because it's the Bible. One woman, one woman, and one man, and one man. No. Want to know why? They don't want it defined as what it is. Because there's an evil spirit behind it. The whole plus means there's more coming. There's more coming. There's more coming. Because, see, that's what the enemy is. The devil. The word devil means penetrator. That's what it means. In the Greek, it means penetrator. That means you give him an inch, he don't just take an inch. He'll take a, he'll take a foot. Well, I'll let him have a foot, but then he'll take six feet. Well, I'll give him six feet. Well, he'll take a yard. You understand what I'm talking about? Come on, we know how he is. Well, I'll watch a little bit. Oh, no, 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 no. You can't watch a little bit. I'll watch a little bit more. I'll go there. I'll stay a little while. No, you're going to stay forever if you, don't get, if you don't get something to get you out of there. Are you with me? He's a penetrator. That's what he does. You give him a six by six, and before you know it, he's got a 12 by 12. You tell you can have that 12 by 12, you turn around, he's got a 24 by 24. That's how he operates. And so the enemy does not want to find what marriage is because he wants, he wants everything. He wants 40-year-old men to be able to marry 7-year-old boys. You want to marry your dog and your cat and it's fleas, you can do that because it's not defined what marriage is so it can be whatever they want to be because that's what sin does. It completely messes up people. It's all right. See, I want us to understand today exactly the last thing that we're... See, I don't pastor every church, but I do pastor this church. I'm responsible for you guys. I want to make sure that we realize that God has left us on this planet for a purpose. He don't do anything just to do it. There's a reason why we're still here. There's a reason why that God is still tarrying. There's a reason why that God has left a remnant church right here. Because God's not finished yet. And the enemy will not win. It never has won. And we're getting ready to see something great happen to things of God. 
So anyway, that's some of the stuff that I was just I was just writing down. Obviously, the overturn of Roe versus Wade, which is which is which is great, and we celebrate that. It is a victory. Lou Engel just has prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. What year was it that we put that video? Somebody put that video up of Damon being in here. It was 2004 or 2005. We had a ramp service in here. And Damon Thompson was up here. And Lou Engel was down there and, uh, at, the, at the Supreme Court steps praying. He had with a red life tape over the, over the mouth, praying and praying and praying. And right here, on this, right here on this stage in 2004, Damon Thompson prophesied that God gave him a vision of victory over Roe versus Wade. And it will be overturned. Right here. Right here. I think we know something special about here, but not, it's, just, it's just the fact that God is, God is speaking that. That is good news. And in 2004, we screamed, we hollered, we jumped. And then he went back to Hamilton, Alabama, and they had a service up there. He brought it up. He said, I was in a, we were, had a, a ramp service in North Carolina. He says, and this is what God showed us. And those young people, man, which was, what was that, 15 years ago? So now they're probably in their 30s or whatever, but they're about screaming and shit. Were y'all there? Yeah, well, y'all... I'm trying to tell on your age then, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Some of my young people back then. <laughs> I must have been like 20 or something like that then if y'all were 15. Anyway, y'all get crazy, didn't you? Jumping around and, and spinning because, man, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be awesome? Well, it did happen. Roe v. Wade was overturned. And it did happen. Because God's word will not return in How do you know that was a prophetic word? Because it came to pass. It wasn't a prophetic word because it made everybody feel good. It wasn't a prophetic word because we all clapped. It wasn't a prophetic word because we spin and we fell on the floor. It was a prophetic word because it came to pass. And it came to pass. And now that it's come to pass, I want us to understand now that more of a hatred towards the church and the ones who stand up for life will be thrown at us now. Hmm? Not everybody's clapping. Not everybody's happy. Because there's just a spirit out there that is, that is coming. And, and, and obviously, that's what sinners are going to do. What we have to watch out for right now is for the church, the church, the New Testament church, the New Covenant church, to make sure we're standing up for what the Bible says. Not what a denomination says, not what some preacher says, not what just some group says, but what the Bible says. And the Bible said this is what we have to watch out for. So, so anyway, there's, there's a couple of things here. I'm going to go back. I, I didn't, I'm not going to go through. There's, there's a couple of different uh, apostasies, a theological apostasy. There's moral apostasy. There's a theological apostasy. There's a theological falling away, which means what we used to hold sacred as Scripture, we don't hold sacred as Scripture anymore. Well, I understand that's what the Bible says, but that's not really what it says. That's what got Eve in trouble. Hmm? He's been doing the whole thing from the very beginning. So, there, so there's, there's theological, there's theological. People, uh, understand this. We are a Bible-believing church. We believe in the Bible. And the people who don't believe in the Bible don't like us because we don't stand for homosexuality. We don't stand for abortion. Wait a minute. Because the Bible doesn't stand for abortion and the Bible doesn't stand for homosexuality. And so the, really the attack is not against me. It's not against highest praise. It's not against you. It's against the God of the word in which we march under. You understand? The battle is always between good and evil, not between us and them. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and spiritual weakness and rulers of darkness of this world. 
Hmm? Boy, I'm good. I told you, I'm the pastor of this church. I don't know what everybody else is doing. But we're getting ready. We're, we're going in there. We're going in there. We're going in the trenches. We're not just coming. We're just not like, 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 you know, just normally just going on the, just going on the, the, the island of Iwo Jima. We're not just going. You reason, you reason why it was so hard when them guys came on D-Day to take that land is because the Japanese had gone in there and they had dug tunnels. They had dug, they had dug strongholds. That's what a stronghold is. Got in there. And so when they stormed those beaches, they couldn't just run around and say, oh, we got it because the strongholds and the, and the enemy was down there. And what did they do? They had to go into the stronghold holes and take the strongholds and pull the strongholds out we don't have victory yet we got some strong you can dance on the surface but god says i've called a remnant to not dance on the surface but go down to the remnant to go down to the root and pull every single one of them out it's not about death it's about And the one thing I'm making sure we do that I do as a pastor to make sure we never forget it's all about souls. Amen? Some people's under theological apostasy, some out of moral apostasy. Anyway, the good news is, I'll end it on a good note. With everything that's going on in the world today, and we have a lot to be excited about because the finger of God is being pointed, is that God has always had a faithful remnant to remain loyal to the faith. Everything about apostasy in the Bible, and there was apostasy in the Bible from the very beginning, Adam and Eve fell away. I say, well, well, I don't believe in apostles. This entire denominations that was raised up. We just don't believe in apostles. We just don't believe there's a falling away. If you, if you lose, you never have it. La, 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 la. Adam and Eve walked with God in the garden. They were so close to him. I didn't see y'all come up. <laughs> I didn't. I saw CJ because he's got that battery operated shirt he's got on back there, which looks good. Getting ready for a vacation in Bible school. I just wish I could get away with something like that. He's just going to wear it, man, and looks good. Anyway, I knew y'all back there because I, I heard you. I was like, oh. But that's the way Adam and Eve was when they were walking in the garden. They knew God so good that they didn't have to see him to know it was him. There was other animals. There was wind. There was trees blowing, rocks falling or whatever. But then they knew a sound. They said, wait a minute, that's God. Bible said when God came walking in the cool of the day, there was other animals in there, but they knew it was God because they knew him. And they ran, they hid from themselves. Honey, you can be, you can, you can be so close to God that you can be the only person that hears him, the only person that knows him. But if you think you're above reproach, you better get ready. The enemy will come after you with everything he has. That's what happened to Adam and Eve. And we don't walk away, we don't walk away scared that we're going to fall away because it doesn't happen overnight. Well, daggone preacher, I could be going to heaven this week and not next. No, let me tell you something, born again child of God. If you go to hell, 
it'll be the hardest thing you ever do in your life. See what I just said? See, I do not believe in unconditional eternal security. Shut the doors. Don't let them run out yet. I'm not done. Well, unconditional. That's like man and woman. Your marriage is not unconditional secure. Is it, ladies? You would shoot him and her both right there in cold blood. You don't care. Right? Well, don't say right. You don't got that to deal with. You understand what I'm saying? Whenever you make a vow, you make an oath. You say what you're going to do, and she says what she's going to do. I vow, blah, 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 I vow, blah, 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 blah. Whenever we come to God, we, he vows to never leave us nor forsake us. And we vow, God, I can't do nothing without you, but with you I can do all things. And so we live every single day loving what he loves and hating what he hates. There's conditions to it. Come on, right? There's conditions to it. If you choose you this day, who are you going to serve? And let me tell you something else. You can put this in your notes and we'll do it. I'll do it. I'm, I'm coming back to this. I'll, the whole month I'm going to bring it up. So just chill out. God never walks away from us. But we sure can't walk away from him. Just remember that. We'll come back to it. Not today. Then we got to finish this. Let's, let's focus on this. There's a faithful remnant that remains. Matthew 24 and 13. This is who we are. Highest praise, this is who we are. This is who you are. This is who you are. This is who you are. You are committing to be right here. The Bible says, those who endure to the end shall be saved. Amen? Go to Matthew 25 and verse 10. Matthew 25 and verse 10. See, everything about apostasy in the Bible it's not for you to be fearful and run around afraid you're going to fall into an eternal hole and can't get off, get out of. It is, it is, it is to beware, to be watchful that it's out there. If not, God knows us more than anybody else. If we don't, we won't pray like we are to. We won't worship like we are to. We're only coming to church when we feel like it or when we have some kind of trauma in our life. But when we understand and we realize. If we don't stay focused to the prize, we can start slipping away. And if you start finding yourself slipping away, guess what? My God is faithful. He'll he'll send angels around about you. He'll send Holy Spirit. I need you to intensify them. Come on. The convicting power of the Holy Spirit doesn't start the day you get saved. He stays with you, thank God, until you enter into the throne room of God. One thing that on my list, Melody Bryant, that I thank God for every day, his holy conviction. David says, Forgive me, God. And in Psalms, he says, Forgive me, God, of the forgive me, Father, of the great transgression. You know what it was? Oh, it's called he was a liar. No, he was, but that ain't what it was. Oh, it's called he was a peeping Tom. No, he was a peeping Tom, too, but ain't why. Oh, he was an adulterer. Yeah, that's what he was. But anyway, he's talking about. 
Oh, he was a murderer. That's what he was. But that ain't what he's talking about. The great transgression was to believe something about God that wasn't true. The great transgression, the great transgression is that God's going to bless me just because he should. He says, forgive me of that. God, you're going to bless me because I bless you. God, you're going to bless me because even though I got failures, even though I got struggles, you know my heart and I'm a man after your own heart. The great transgression was, God, sometimes I forget about the convicting power and I push it back. The great transgression is, God, I want to, if I ever, don't ever let me have a day where I don't thank you for finding me and looking at me. I thank you, God, that sometimes I'm a part of 99 and sometimes I'm the one. So we walk around here like a peacock thinking we're always part of 99. Yes, God bless the one. Sometimes, honey, about Tuesday, you're the one. Sometimes you go a couple of weeks, you ain't darkening the church doors. You're the one. You ain't been praying like you are too. You ain't been singing like you are too. You ain't been reading your word like you are too. Oh, you haven't fallen into, into sin, but you're on your way. So he leaves the 99 to come and get you. Thank him for that. I thank him for that. I thank him for that. I thank him that I get to get up here in an hour like there ever been no other, in a time like there's never been in church history. I get to put a Bible in one hand and a microphone in the other and begin to tell you, thus saith the Lord, and let you know we're overcomers, we're overtakers, and without fail, we're going to recover all. It's not because I've been perfect. It's because that sometimes I've been that one they had to come and get me and put me back in that rightful place. That's what apostasy is what it's in there for. At least we forget. See, we're not computers. We have a free will. I don't worship him because I have to. I worship him because I get to. Amen. Everybody stand. I got to end this thing. If y'all sit there, I'll go on and on. I just want to end on this one. Luke 18. The last one I'm going to do. Here's the kind of church we need to be. Okay? Luke 18, verse 1. Jesus spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and don't give up. The church don't give up. Christians don't give up. People full of the Holy Ghost don't give up. There was a certain city, a judge who did not fear God nor did he regard man. And there was a widow in that city and she came to him saying, get justice for me and my adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterwards he said within himself, though I do not fear God, nor do I regard any man, yet because this woman is driving me absolutely positively nuts, that's the Sherwood amplification. But it says, this widow troubles me. I'm going to avenge her. He said, I'm going to avenge her. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give her 
what it is that she was in I'm going to vindicate her least least by her continuing coming she worries me no worries this wicked judge is going to say I'm going to vindicate her from this adversary just so she'll quit coming back okay so the Lord said, because it's a parable, he's, he's going to tell about this parable. He says, hear what the unjust judge said. So, this is, so the unjust God, because of this woman's persistency, gave her what she asked for. And then God says, well, shall a God, shall God, who is not the unjust judge, but is the just judge, not avenge his own elect? who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? What's he saying? What's the paraphrase? If, a, uh, if you can find an unjust judge that'll give you an answer to your desire, then God is a just God. So if the unjust judge would do it, I want you to know that the just God, the only true God, the only powerful judge, he'll do it even more than that guy. What's the point, church? Keep knocking. Keep praying. Keep seeking. Keep believing. Keep coming. Don't give up. Don't give in. And never let go. Amen? And that's what God has. Because God has always had a remnant that is full of faith. And say, you know what? No matter how the situation looks, We'll never get. You know the reason why that thing went down Friday? Because there's a bunch of faithful remnant people that says, you know, that did not let go, that did not give up. And this is not the first finger. The finger of God is getting pointed. It's getting pointed. Get ready for some more fingers to get pointed. Get ready to see the Spirit of God come like never before. Begin to see people whose heart is waxing cold against God. Begin to allow the convenient power of the Holy Spirit come on inside of them. People's going to blow your mind. People's going to drive. It's going to. It's going to just completely. You ain't gonna believe it. Who's gonna come to God? Anyway, so I was in here praying yesterday. So I gotta share this. And I can't help. I'm a. I was. I, I, I came out in the 80s. Meaning as a, to be a pastor. Woo! Back in the 80s, that meant something totally different. Things was crazy. As far as in the church. I'll just bleep, 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 bleep that whole thing out. That's so I don't have somebody to cut that out. Now y'all just do so much stuff with that. So in the 80s, in the 90s, man, just, just stuff, just stuff was going on. We came in here, it was early 2000, and God just began to, just to roll. Of course, what year was it we went down to Columbus, Ohio? It was like 2001 or 2002. Y'all got a minute? I know I gotta go. So we're, we're at Dominion County, man. Power of God is my just, I mean, I got all kinds of stories, but, but anyway, God, God was moving. And we go out to, I mean, it's great, a great, great time. We didn't know it. There was a whole row of people behind us. I mean, there was a bunch of people, but there was another church. Some people, like about 20, 15 or something like that. We're at the end, you know, we just pinned a call. We, oh, thank you, God. We're so, you know, we just thank God for a great conference. We're getting our van, going to go back to the hotel. It's like 11 o'clock. And these people are knocking on our van, talking about, Hey, we noticed y'all up there. We want what you got. 
You were there. I don't know who else here was there. Were you there? He didn't, no. Anyway, we're like, I, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there in the back, and they get out, and we're like, what? So they get out of the car, and, and they said, these people want the baptism in the Holy Spirit. They want to speak in tongues. And they come back, and somebody stood ahead in there and says, hey, pastor, will you pray for these? These people want to know if our pastors here want to pray for them. They've been three days and three nights at this conference, and they're pretty much leaving the same way they came. I mean, it wasn't the conference. It's just, it just had it. I looked out there, and it says, such and such Baptist church. Like, I'm tired. I'm ready to go home. We're going to steak and shake. I mean, what you got your mind on that? I mean, like, the anointing, can the anointing still flow? So I get out, remember I get out, and this woman just standing there, she's like, oh. And I says, all right. I said, you want it? She says, yeah. Guys, I pray lay hands on her. Bam, she fell, hit the concrete, speaking in other tongues. And then, like, and then they just, the, the whole, the whole, everybody out there just started falling out all over the cars, all over the we got steak and shake on our mind and people's getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. They dragged this other guy out of this van. He's got on like a $2,500 suit. I know. I looked at him like, whoa. This was on a John Claude Pinay. That's J.C. Penney back in the day. This is nice. He's looking at me with everything he's got. Like, he's watching his wife over here. I'm like, this joker is either going to get it or I'm going to get it. He's either going to hit me right in the mouth. And I looked at him. I said, sir, are you ready for God to do something for you that he's due, that down deep in your spirit? You want God. He looked at me and he says, yep. And I don't know. I think I just put my hand on you. And let me tell you something. That joker took off running leaping dancing and jumping and praising God with everything he had then we got the truck and went steak and shaking it was fun but that's just one little story man God's been doing so, so I'm praying I'm thinking about all kind of stuff in Guatemala been in Mexico seeing all kinds of, right here in the states all kind of stuff and God said and I'm, I'm just thinking I said God he says you've seen some things and you've heard some things and you've experienced some things but you haven't seen it heard it and experienced it for the last time you get ready to see it again not the way we saw it but better we hope you enjoyed this message from our weekend experience if you want to partner with us as we see lives changed and god's kingdom advanced you can donate through our website highestpraisechurch.com and if you would like to stay up to date with all that god is doing here be sure to follow us on instagram highest.praisechurch and like us on Facebook at Highest Praise Church. We can't wait to see you soon.